then guys ready for another podcast today and this time it's with steph thompson who i've seen all over facebook lifting stuff swinging kettlebells above his head uh picking stuff up putting stuff down he's, he's been an animal this lockdown how's it going steph yeah yeah all good mate all good uh thanks for letting me come on that's all uh, right mate no worries at all and uh, we're going to talk about obviously your martial arts background and um like the stuff that you do in security and stuff like that as well. But I think it's important as well, just to say what a beast you have been this second lockdown or this third lockdown. Like every day you're putting on your workouts, man. I'm like, wow, the motivation there is high. How are you keeping it up? Um, <laughs> it's a good question to be fair. Uh, <laughs> I come down, I, I look at the bags and I think, oh, should I get on it? Should I not get on it? And then I think I just got to do something. If I don't do anything, like the first lockdown, luckily there was a lot, of Zoom classes around and there seemed to be more going on and I was running one myself. Yeah. And like the second lockdown was short, so it didn't really matter, I went back to work. And then this one, I thought, well, there's not really much going on, so I'll have to just uh, create something myself. Do it yourself, and, DIY workout. Yeah, and that's it. I just started searching out stuff like Bulgarian bag, kettlebell, yeah. Like just searching them out and like to be fair, I made like quite a good few contacts with like doing that as well. So yeah, it's been good. And I've been sharing it with people I work with who went out and bought Bulgarian bags as soon as I bought one. Yeah. And then I kind of went quiet. But now I'm starting to starting to share it a bit more now. Awesome. Yeah. What is it about the Bulgarian bag that you like so much? You do a lot of work for that one, don't you? Yeah, I think because it came like it's it's kind of judo. BJJ orientated. It's yeah. got you, you can do the swings. You can is uh, you can do like uh, shoulder throws, that kind of thing. So um, and there's a lot you can do like bicep curl, all with the one piece of kit. So yeah. you get the one piece of kit and it it, it goes a long way. Full body um, you know what I mean? You can do loads of them. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. Awesome. So let's get straight into it then. So how did you get involved in martial arts to start off with? Where where did it all begin for you? Well, um, it was it wasn't as long as most people. Uh, it was only about fourteen years ago. Um, I started working at the O2 where I work now, and we was having like nightclubs in the evening on a Friday, Saturday, and I noticed that it started to get a little bit hairy down there. So um, I thought, Do you know what? Maybe it's time that I started to to look at something to defend myself at least yeah. Uh, uh yeah i kind of uh i hooked up with my mate keith sibley who i'd worked with before and he was doing commando crab Magai, like um moni isaac stuff um and he started just sort of teaching me what he was learning from uh his class and then kind of just went on from there went to uh modern defendo with bill wolf cool yeah yeah, my friend Dave Aiton was teaching it and um, Tony Hughes was teaching like fast combatives. Yeah. Um, and then someone said, like, try judo out because you, you'll get a good ground game. We weren't really talking about BJJ then. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then I kind of fell in love with judo and stayed at judo until I got my second damn black belt. Um, and I, then I got like, you know, like you get like a martial arts junkie, you want to do everything, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Preachers uh, converted every, on that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
every every night of the week I was trying to find the different things. I was doing like traditional jiu-jitsu, BJJ, um, judo, a screamer, just finding anything around the area that I could do. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty the first time. And then I started watching Luke Holloway yep. a lot uh, on his videos. And then one day he said, um, I'm coming over and I'm supposed to be going to Manchester, but the guys in Manchester can't uh, arrange it. Would you like me to come and see you? So I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I got the money together and uh, got a couple of venues sorted and got Luke over, um, trained with him. And then I went over to Prague and trained. Uh, and then I got, I got like a trainership with Luke Holloway and um, started teaching raw combat and raw silat. Um, and that's pretty much up to like present day. I mean, uh, also, sorry, I did do urban Krav Maga with uh, Stuart McGill, Nagel, yep. and that was awesome because that was before, that was before I went on to um, raw combat. I'd done his instructor class, uh, which is 10 days of just pure getting the crap out here. and uh, <laughs> it's hard work I must admit but um, you get you get with Urban Kramer I must admit that like, doing their ground game as well was the same else with Leon the gal is yeah. unbelievable and uh, Stuart McGill the philosopher of the the mats <laughs> he's a good guy to, to go and train with. so yeah yeah that's pretty much it really yeah, awesome. So you went in it kind of like the opposite way around to most. Most kind of do martial arts and then go and test out their skills, I suppose, or see what works in the security, door work, things like that. But you kind of did the door work in the security first and then found the martial arts after. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it was that that made me find it because it was getting it was getting kind of hairy at the time. And uh, we had like four or five nightclubs open. It's, yeah. it's not like it anymore. It used to be, this was like 14 years ago. And we had like four or five nightclubs. So every Friday and Saturday night, there was sort of four to 5,000 people raving. And it started to get where clubs would empty out, clubs would empty out and they'd meet each other. And we'd be like having chairs thrown us or, you know I mean? People taking their belts off. And so I had to find something quick that I thought, yeah, I need to, I need to look after myself, especially going home as well. You go home on your own. Yeah. So uh, when you're on, on there on the front line with everybody that you work with, as soon as you hit the train at six o'clock in the morning, everyone's coming home with you. So it, yeah. you've annoyed someone, they're coming after you. <laughs> Not a good time, yeah. No. This is something that's like, uh, it's an interesting concept because people often talk about grappling in the street and things like that. And obviously you said, you know, you've got your judo background, you've got some of the groundwork from the crab and things like that. But what's your experience been like grappling? in real life scenarios people often say that grappling goes to the ground like most fights go to the ground things like that you need a good ground game what's your experience been as someone that's been on the front line i think i suppose yeah i, I mean i must admit like because security's changed a lot over the years from the doorman that stood on the door and like could i don't know just deal with it one punch not get them out of the way like now there's so much like body worn cameras cctv yeah. Kind of thing. So most of what you do when you're doing security at events or anything like that is a grappling situation. It's trying to get someone restrained, yeah, and trying to stop them from like striking you or uh, like hitting you or, or getting some way like um, like getting the upper hand. So yeah. it kind of helped with judo give you like a, a solid base. And uh, I remember a couple of times people where they've 
gone to just run and take me down and we've I've been able to like maintain a base from judo I definitely think it's judo it gave me that takedown sort of defense because with judo they're trying to rag you about and trying to trying to throw you trying uh, like it's full out so uh, I mean I believe that's that that's what gave me the good base but it is now every every time you go into a situation you can't strike so you have to get hold of someone mm. and you have to try and uh, restrain them and take them out of the building and all that is is just stand up grappling work yeah sure and and what ba- do you think the judo was the main basis for you doing that then so you said the takedown defense was mainly judo what about the stand up like the anti grappling i suppose yeah yeah i mean um anti grappling uh didn't really come along through the judo side of things. That was more Krav Maga and um, raw combat, like the stand-up, like anti-grappling, uh, to to get releases and to to get round to a, a, a safer angle and yeah. maybe no, I mean uh, like cover yourself and that kind. Of, so that came more in Krav Maga, uh, raw combat. It was uh, yeah, just just working your way out of a situation if someone's got hold of you. And uh, to stop the grappling side of it. Um, so yeah, that that's where I came. That's where that came from. Awesome. And you said about learning the weapon side of it as well. Then, so obviously the silat and things like that. How did that all fit in for you? Um, the weapons was more of a just like a, I, I enjoyed it. I quite like <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, knives, karambits, that kind of thing. It was just fun, and um, it still has applications because like bladed hand to empty hand is pretty much it's it's all the same movements there's only a set set of movements that a body can make yeah so, and and that's what i enjoyed most about rosilla is that there was only um like the angles were like uh, vertical horizontal and diagonal yeah and like so there wasn't as in where i've done nickel sticker screen where stuff like that. you've got 12 angles of attack and then attacker defense and stuff like that with raw silat, it was just like um, vertical, horizontal, diagonal. Yeah. And that's all you had to sort of remember as you was doing like anything, like stick, blade, karambit, is you just had to remember which angles you, you were coming in at. And yeah, it was just fun. Like, I, I loved playing around with knives and and grappling with knives as well. Like um, we used to do that in the combatives, like just get on the ground and start grappling and then like one pulls a knife and you know I mean just see where you go with it and see what happened yeah and what's your thoughts on like resting on the ground then so the ground game in terms of self-defense and in terms of of what you do maybe as well then um yeah you need to you need to have an understanding of it you can't ever say you're not going to go to the ground ever in a self-protection situation you're never going to say that because the ground is slippy yeah stuff all over the ground um so you need to have a basic idea of it uh you don't want to get pulled under someone especially now people there's a lot a lot of people out there that do bjj or watch a youtube video and do (laughs) yeah (laughs) so there's a lot of people that you end up like trying to pull you into a guard and stuff like that so just understanding the mechanics of how to get yourself up how to get yourself safely up or how to gain control and on the ground then yeah you need to have uh, you need to have that into your syllabus yeah 
For sure. Awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and what about the future then? What do you think? Do you think things will change in the future? Have you seen a change in the past 14 years of doing security and things like that? Do you see another change happening when obviously clubs and stuff reopen, hopefully in the not too distant future? Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of worried about when they open. <laughs> it was it was hard enough during this like last um, like sort of few months from where we was getting shoplifters and um, just kind of worried because you obviously got a mask on and then you had to try and restrain them at the back and make sure they're not spitting at you and make sure they're not breathing on you. So every situation you went to then was was kind of hairy in a way that you didn't want anyone to get too close to you. Yeah. But sort of over the last like, sort of 14, 14 years, I noticed that like it's getting younger and younger, especially with attitude and uh the the violence from from youths nowadays is ridiculous to compared to what it was 14 years ago right. it was where there's more more of an older generation and now you you get like a, a 14 15 year old kid and you know what i mean they're ready to try and take your head off like, <laughs> like even though like you're, you're fully grown man they just don't care so um that's that's the one thing I did notice has changed that a lot of youths just have lost like respect and uh, they're very quite they're, they're willing to like go the extra step and yeah. um I mean with this this lockdown and, and you're seeing like still seeing a, a, someone stabbed every day yeah so um like the youth are, are very very prepared to take a blade and stick it in you mm -hmm. um and then that that kind of worries you because they're obviously the people that are coming up and they're, they're going to be going to the clubs and um, the 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 gang culture that was in clubs when when we was open was was bad enough, but um, yeah, especially around sort of the Greenwich area, there's a couple of gangs that don't get on and mm -hmm. we used to have them come down and meet up and stuff like that. So yeah, I think with the going forward I, I don't know how they're going to do it in clubs I, I don't know whether it's going to change with coronavirus or not but yeah yeah we'll have to see what happens when uh, they open up but luckily we haven't got that many clubs we haven't got any clubs at the O2 so <laughs> fair enough then yeah and what about your own training how's that going to evolve then do you think what what's your plans for when stuff opens up again and what are you going to be focusing on um I, I think I'm going to get definitely go back to uh, MMA, uh, kickboxing, boxing. I was enjoying that. And uh, especially after doing uh, the ghost Zoom lessons with. Yeah, like, yeah, I saw you were on them. Yeah, we're filming. Yeah, mate, I'll tell you what, that, that done after, even after doing just those lessons in the first lockdown. And then I went back to uh, like boxing and uh, kickboxing. And it was noticed, you know what I mean, that my head wasn't getting punched as much. Oh, coming off the side. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, I got punched a lot because <laughs> I, I, I've never been a trained boxer or a trained kickboxer or anything like that. So I was always like straight in, you know, like going straight for them. And then someone would prance out of the way and smack me in the mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah, with that, it definitely, it definitely helped. And um it made boxing more enjoyable instead yeah. of painful <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> less cannon fodder you got a bit more game to you now yeah so i definitely i definitely be going back to that carry on bulgarian bag um i think 
that's something that I'd like to look at in the future, maybe um, where I'm building up more of a collection of things, maybe going into a personal training that way. Yeah. Um, but I was speaking to some of the old judo guys as well. They're, they're looking to do like a reunion. So I haven't done that for many years. So I'd love to go back and just do a bit of randori, yeah. get on the mat and that'd be awesome. Fantastic. Well, fingers crossed for you. That I hope uh, yeah. soon and we can all get back to doing what we do. Oh, definitely. I mean, Zoom classes are good, but come on, it's not the same, is it? There's a limit, isn't there? And it's been going on for yeah. quite a while now. People want to get back and, you know, get back to back to training with each other and stuff. But yeah, hopefully the summer we can, uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, even if it's just in a park or something, like that, you need yeah. to get you need to get back to being like. I mean, interacting with people is going to be hard enough. But I know, right? Yeah, we'll become <laughs> anti-social recluses now. <laughs> yeah, everyone's indoors, like Zoom calling and yeah. doing like Microsoft like meetings and just people forgetting how to like interact with each other. You Weird. know, Weird times. But yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Awesome. So if you had any lasting advice then or like last words for people that are interested in maybe doing security or things like that and want to learn something that they that you think would help them, what would you what would your advice be for people that were that were interested in coming to security in the future? Um I mean security is uh nowadays is very governed. Uh it's not as free as it used to be. Um there's a lot more that you're going to get in trouble for uh, than you you previously would have had. Uh, so security, I mean, it is, it's exciting because if I work events, I mean, I haven't worked an event in like a year now. It would have been a year. The last one I worked was Kistry. Um, so it it's exciting because every day is different. Yeah. And if you want to do that, then yeah, definitely get into it. I mean, you can do security without having to do the response and that kind of things, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good line of work. I love it. Um, so just get a badge and at least, you know, at some point you're going to be employed somewhere, but as for like the sort of training side for it, then definitely get yourself like some kind of uh, stand up grappling somewhere. Because yeah. <clears throat> that will be your main focus. Will be trying to uh, restrain and trying to get someone um, into a restraint or trying to get them moving. Uh, you know, so you can't really just unless, like, obviously the need arises. You can't really just hit someone on the chin and you know, like, just say that like, well done and walk off from it. Um, yeah. So, like, and also, like, I, I know it's it doesn't sound. But building yourself up, getting some like stature, you know, like yeah. I'm not saying all like that's because it's like some nuts I know that are quite small, like, but you know, like sometimes a bit of stature and a bit of confidence can can go a long way yeah, in uh, sure. dealing with a situation instead of having to rely on yeah, what softer skills. Yeah, yeah, softer skills. I mean, it is it's a good thing, and um, I see uh, Duncan. He, he's um, revamping his like situational solutions and yeah he done, he done a good talk for me we used to do um nightclub seminars where people would come along to a nightclub we had and uh we would deal with stuff like that would happen in a nightclub and then he came along once and done like a big speech to everyone on like um the law and like what can happen to you and use of force and that kind of thing so yeah yeah I think that's something that you definitely need to know. And 
him and I know um, Russell and Hydra, they're, they're all like together. And like with that great mix of people, you've got Duncan, who's like um, police background, he, he knows his stuff. And you've got like Russ and David, who like worked on the doors for years. It's like one older generation, one newer generation. Yeah. So if you're going to look at doing security and events and stuff like that, then they're, they're the people to go and see. For sure. You know, because you've got every aspect of it because you've got the the older generation, the new generation, and you've got the law side. So it's all in one package, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Let's finish off then. Tell us a good story that you've had in security, a funny story, a sad story, something that you've uh, something you've witnessed, maybe. Wow, a funny story. Um, <laughs> I try to keep, censor out the ones that, that are possibly not so so good. Uh, <laughs> I think, <laughs> man, there's been some mental times. I must admit, um, back in the older times, there was there was times where we would actually be like, you know, if you see in in a film or something like that, you'd see one line versus another line of people. Yeah. And, Remember when we had a nightclub uh, called Ink Club, which is where we done the seminars in. And at the weekend, it was just mental. Like shut down, they had licensing problems, but it was mental. Like you could guarantee every weekend. And I remember one weekend we was just all there and it just kicked out. And there, there was us and there was like a bunch of other people. Like, and it was like two lines of people, security. <laughs> and I'll never forget, because the guy standing next to me, I remember I spoke to him and, and he turned around and he said something to me. And as he moved his head, a chair flew past his head. And I always remember it because I was thinking, but if I didn't say that then, that chair would have just spanked him straight Bonk. in the head. Yeah. <laughs> and they were the kind of nights where you, you would just, you'd be like pushing people out. And I don't know if you've been to the O2, but yeah. all of the doors to the nightclubs then go onto the street that's underneath the tent. Then you'd have to take that and put it outside. So you'd have to take any incident from the nightclub yeah. into the street inside to the outside and to the station because all of that land you was um, on. Um, and actually, I don't know, it, I worked a deaf, a deaf rate. So it's for deaf people. Um, and I was like, this is amazing, you know, like deaf people coming out, raving and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And the, I mean, the music in there was just unbelievable because it was just bass underneath the feet. And yeah, so I thought, now there'll be no trouble with this. We'll, we'll get on with this, no problem. And it was only till later when everyone started drinking, I realised how mad they all got. They <laughs> all just started fighting each other. And um, <laughs> I was holding one guy's hand. I had him behind his back and one of the, the mentors came over and um, she got me, release his hands, release his hands. I was going, no, fuck no. It's, you know, he's been like kicking off. Uh, she's going, release his hands. I go, why do I need to release his hands? Because he needs to sign what he's going to say to me. And I thought, yeah, you do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, difficult. <laughs> yeah. And the whole night went like that and then, even to the up till the end and you forget yourself and you're trying to get people down to the station. I'm at the back of the crowd and I'm going, can everyone move on to the station, please? And no one's taking any notice. And one geezer goes to me, you know, they're all deaf, don't you? I just thought, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah. 
yeah, that was that was quite a funny night. There was there was a lot more happened on that night, but like, I won't go into it. But yeah, I'd never ever experienced that where you have a a, a room full of like. 2,000, 2,500 deaf people and it was quite difficult to arrange yourself because yeah. let's face it it's not that people know people are different so after a few beers it doesn't matter whether you're deaf yeah. but you know people have fights so yeah. you have to deal with it and yeah that was one of the most complicated it was quite funny I mean at the end of it like we were having a chat with the organizers and it was quite funny that but yeah, that was like one of the, the weirdest nights I've ever worked. I must admit. Imagine. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and Steph. Really appreciate it, mate. No, Take no worries. Uh, keep training hard. Um, and yeah, where can people find out more about you? So you um you can go onto my Instagram, which is Hustle Hard. Yeah. Uh, have a uh, Facebook group called Hustle Hard. Uh, it's just for anyone that wants to I, I post all my workouts on there. So anybody who wants to do it, you don't have to be like really fit, you know. I, I just wanted this time to get people moving. Yeah. Because I know how much your mental health suffers. Like yeah. my mental health suffered badly. So to get moving and keep yourself moving, keep people motivated, it's tough because a lot of people have had a lot of issues. And to get people motivated is hard because that you can't go and see them. So you can't get in a class and have a laugh you have to try and get them when you can um but yeah hustle hard um and when i finally get out of lockdown uh, i'm not sure what i'll be doing uh, hopefully my class will re uh, return yeah. so uh, that'll be in dagenham i'm teaching combatives uh silat um so yeah just uh, hit me up on facebook instagram whatever you want really that uh hopefully in the future we'll have something that will come out of it yeah awesome awesome fantastic thanks for coming off the, uh coming on then steph take care of yourself hey listen i'm i'm well honored because i see yeah like, <laughs> like lee morrison like proper like proper fellas and then like steph thompson so yeah <laughs> no, it's all good man thank you very much for coming on i appreciate it no no you're welcome cheers mate take care of yourself mate and uh hopefully we'll see each other soon yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. All right, mate. Take care. Take care. Bye.